Hey, I'm Arian. Hey, y'all, it's Akia. And I'm Donovan. And this is I'm Here For It. We're back, everyone. We was gone for a minute. Now I'm, I'm back. back at the jump off. Or as Sierra says, I've been gone for too long. Now it's time to bring it back. Does she? What's, wow, which album was that? That harmony. <laughs> that was. Uh, Fantasy Riders? No, that was Jordan. the fourth one. And that was Basic Instinct. Basic. Because that was that's the watch yourself. <laughs> watch that's... yourself. Do not disrespect. Wait, was that with Ride on it or not? Yes. Okay, I do like that song. Exactly. That was a really good video too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for that. you know, some people at the table might know the routine. Anyway, we should pause for a minute for a Sierra ride. That video. Yeah, let's just like take a second, a not second a minute, but like yeah, a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm good. I'm good. All right, guys, we're back, everyone. We had to take a little break, get some self-care in. Um, But with that... And some travels in. Oh, real. Yeah. Yeah. My passbook stamper here. Yeah, she's been she's been globe trotting, trotting yes, the globe. Yes, that trotting and bopping. Where in the world is <laughs> Zakia San Diego? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How is everyone? <laughs> No, I'm good. I, I feel like I'm, it's been a weird week. I got back from Bahia, Where's Brazil, Ooh. Um, on Tuesday, and just still processing all of that trip. And that sounds dope. Yeah, it was really amazing. I would encourage everyone to go to Bahia at least once, like. There are so many beautiful black people. Bahia mm-hmm. has like a, a, a very high concentration of black folks. Negroes. Yeah. And just a lot of history. Um, and literally the ocean there is like no other. Like I've never felt waters was it like that. Blue? It's the Atlantic and it's like the waters where our ancestors have died in and mm. were traded in. And like, it's just really incredible. Mm. Yeah. Yes. That's how um, I'm feeling. <laughs> I want to go to Bahia. That yeah. sounds amazing. One of our other friends went there, and that sounds super dope. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. So you know how on the East Coast, at least in the Northeast, the water is like kind of green because of all the algae? Mm. Is it not a lot of algae and really blue all throughout? It's very. It was very blue where I was. Mm. Blue-gray with like super white um, tips mm. because of how... Like strong the waves were. Just the tip. Just the tip. That was coming. Just the tip. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's enough. Like just never mind. Just the tip. When they play with the tip just a little bit, that's what you need sometimes. We're talking about waves. Oh. Of water. Right. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. How are you, Marion? One of my really, really, really good friends, Brandon, is in town this week. Shout out. Um, what up, though, Brandon? And. Um, <laughs> We just Who been are you? I don't know who I am, actually. 
<laughs> we just been chilling at home, doing silly things. Today, we he gave me an introduction to Caucasian eating <laughs> in um, this uh, very bougie brunch spot in Oakland, but like the Oakland Berkeley spot where it's in the hills and it's nothing but white people. Oh, so Caucasian, but it was eating? delicious. Yes. I was like, these Caucasians are doing this one thing white. But for brunch, <laughs> did you do this one thing white? <laughs> yeah, but all the people cooking were brown. Oh, so. <laughs> there's that. How are you, Donovan? After hearing that, I'm a sad. No, I'm fine. I've had like it's been it was a, like a rough week in the beginning. Um, there's just some more, lots of updates happening in the world. In flux, the world is changing, but I'm doing better. I had a very productive Saturday. I woke up at nine thirty today. What do we have on the docket for the show today? Um, it was a nice little break, but I'm gonna be. Jumping into the put you on seat today, mm. trying something a little different. Mm-hmm. Different. I'm mm-hmm. different. Yeah, yeah I I'm thought different. it was my put you on today, so I prepared a full thing. Like you was about I'm to sorry, but I'm gonna that. save it because it'll be so good. All right. Um, I got what you didn't hear, and we have two articles that I shared. Um, one is talking about black health and wellness, and making space for the psychology psychological tool of racism um and then the second one is this new york y'all saw the jay-z new york times video Mm so um we're gonna talk about another article that melissa harris perry put out about like breaking down his lyrics as it relates to black women Mm. and it's really amazing yeah it was pretty good i'm excited to talk about that yeah that'll be good and I will be hitting y'all with some more SNN, Chapati Toise News Network. And then, of course, we will wrap things up with I'm Here For It and a puppyism. So, let's get into it. Cool. All right. It is time for Put You On, Put You On, Put You On. It's time for Put You On, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear one day we really need to get this recording going. I know. So we can have like some original music. Um, all right, so let me refresh you all on the rules for Put You On. Um, this is the game. Each week, one of us, the co-hosts, um, will be trying to put the co-host and our audience onto something new, old, underrated, or forgotten in the music world in 90, mi- 90 seconds or less. Uh, the remaining co-hosts have a chance to vote. And decide whether or not they were put on at the end of the season. We gonna see who was the winner up in here. And <laughs> we gonna see. I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so it's time for a score update. What's the score? So I think we got it wrong on one of our previous episodes. The score is six, five, five. I got six. Y'all got five. Mm-hmm. We got fives. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess. Today, uh... I'm going to put you all onto this young Colombian artist, this Colombian soul artist. Her name is Kali Uchis. Y'all, does that sound familiar? No. no. Brand new music. Brand new. <laughs> you know I love when like the DJs, when they would do those mixtapes, I was like, we got that new, new. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got that new, new today. All right, so I'm about to play this song, see what y'all think about that. Let's come back. Okay. Door now, it seems all locked up and the key decomposed. 
Remind me this is the life that I chose Go full speed I can't read The signs that say stop I brush it off and try to act on it too long Yeah I notice everything I just act like I don't Boy, I know what I Okay, we're back. Uh, do mm-hmm. we have 90 seconds on Z-Clock? Mm-hmm. Donna, stay ready. Always. She stays so ready. <laughs> All right. Ready? <laughs> and go. Um, I really like this song, and I really like this artist because I feel like she's like the truest kind of artist. She's like 22 or 23 years old, and her music is so emotional and just so pure and original. Uh, and her, I feel like her, her voice is really dreamy and melodic, so it always like makes me just like, put, it puts me in like a very pensive state. Um, and I hear a lot of yearning in her voice and conjures a lot of like really cool, strong feelings. Um, I really like that it's a smooth island sounding tune, uh, which taps into her Colombian, like Caribbean influences. Um, so that's pretty dope. Uh, the song, in my opinion, is about decisiveness as a woman and standing in her truth and her desires. And I like that she's not she's not really here for condescending men. She's not here for their bullshit, for them coming home late, for them lying. I really like the thro- when she throws in like colloquialisms. I'm really interested in how um, in music you can like pinpoint where it was in that point in time. So she says like friend zone. Doubt people will be saying friend zone in 30 years, but that's pretty cool that she says that. <laughs> and um, I, in my opinion, it's just like the perfect chill summer picnic kind of music. I'm all about that picnic summer life. Uh, and that's it. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. 18 seconds to spare. So next time I get 18 more seconds. No, no that's not how not it works. Oh. You're still mad, obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, because you tried it. <laughs> right. You tried that. Okay. Thoughts? So don't. Um... Donovan, what do you think? I mean, like, y'all always make me go first. No, 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 no. Donovan did go first like the past two or three times. I just like to hear your opinion. That's because... <laughs> no. Donovan's like the Simon Cowell of the group. <laughs> <laughs> then who would I be? You're the... I totally thought about this earlier. <laughs> Donovan's the Simon Cowell. It's really harsh and uh, critical. Zakia is like the Randy. Like, she is like... she She's got some... You know, she's a little harsh about it, but she's still... You know, very light. I feel like I'm the Paula because it's not very hard for me to like some. Exactly. Uh, I thought you were just going to say because you wanted to be a former 80s diva. <laughs> and that. because I would love to be a former 80s diva. And, yes. <laughs> Why not? Um, okay. I would say, you know, I think it's, I think it was a little long. And it's like low-key could fit into one of my playlists. <laughs> that I have on Spotify for like when I just need that type of sound or like I, I feel like it's generally a type of sound that I like mm-hmm. and then in addition to the words that she's saying like yeah I could be reminded that I know what I want like I know what I want every day or so <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was like an easy kind of back and forth mm-hmm. sway to it. Feels like, I feel like I'm in a wave right now. You look like you're in a wave right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what her music gives me. Like, it's in oh, waves. okay, okay. That's cute. Let's see Just like the tip, the tip of the white that you find in a wave. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for Miss Kaleuchi. Kaleuchis. Oh, Kaleuchis, my fault. 
she has like that Amy Winehouse sound, you know, that like, that like in the back, like, you know, that kind of like sound, that kind of thing, um, which is cool. Um, and like, I love, y'all know how much I love reggae. And this had a very reggae sound, like, weaved within the beat. So ah, I was kind of like... I like how you picked that up. I okay. was definitely... Weaved within the weave. Yes. Oh I, oh, I know. I know. I know when that beat is in there. And I also think it's, like, very timely because I feel like reggae and dancehall is kind of, like, is becoming pop music now. Um, this did come out last year, though, so she was ahead of the curve. She was ahead mm. of the curve, yeah. And so I would give it that um, plus one to it being long. Um, wasn't really here for that. Yeah, it is like I don't think it's that long actually. I think it's four minutes and thirty five seconds. So I think when you're listening now, it might sound a little long. But I really love it so much that I just want to listen to it over and over again. So I wish it could be like a never ending song. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. You feel that? So what? It's good background music. Yeah, like when you're cleaning your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) what them votes be though? I mean, for me, like, I you got my vote. Like, I, I would definitely play it again. Like I said, it, it could live on a playlist that I already have built. So you can just slide that into add the DMs. That and <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely, I'll, I'll say yes. You got me. I got you. Um, uh, I'm never going to listen to this song again. <laughs> Um, it will not be any oh on gosh. any playlist that I have or own. <laughs> Which is um, real. Thank you so much for that. So, unfortunately, it's, you didn't put me on. I just want to point out that Donovan just loves, like, step on into the wound. Like, throw yeah. some salt in it, throw a walker from The Walking Dead on top of it. Like, I just everybody. Like not just the tip. I don't need some more. Just, right. All I want is the tip. All you gotta say is just... Nah, bruh. No, I feel like I just have to give an explanation so y'all know why, so y'all don't be trying to hold my votes against me, because hey. y'all are some shady, shady You're, folk. I'm not shady, but sometimes I take what you say personally, so. Because she's a sensitive soul. Um, so that score is 665. Donovan, we might be at that 666 satanic number if you don't get both of our votes next time, so feel the pressure. If you do. If you do. If you vote. get a vote. If I get actually. one vote, then it'll be... <laughs> That you look shady. on your face. And <laughs> he said, then, if you get Ava. I mean, we know it's a game. I'm just saying. I just wanted to let y'all know that I caught up knowing very well that there was a good chance I would never. I know. You did good. What was that song? Whatever. We should go back and listen to it. But thank you. This is Put You On. Next time is me, so. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> Okay, so we're back with we back, we back. what you're going to hear, um, and so this, again, is part of the episode where we talk about relevant topics to us as black and queer people, um, some stories that you may not have heard about this week, or some that you have heard, um, but just leave you thinking a little bit differently on them, and so the first one that I want to I sent y'all two articles. The first one that I wanted to talk about and kind of open up the conversation with is probably something that, I don't know, you saw on the day that it came out, this Mm Jay-Z video, Mm -hmm. um, kind of breaking down the very critical issue that is the war on drugs. 
and um, you know, New York Times spread with with a video and everything produced by Dream Hampton. Like it was a really wonderful thing to wake up to, um, to know that in fact, like people like Jay Z are aware, using aware and using um, their platform mm-hmm, to talk about mm-hmm. to bring more awareness to things that we already know about, right? Mm-hmm. But like, but that a lot of people don't. But that a lot of people don't. So. I, you know, a lot of people were very encouraged by this video yeah. um, being dropped, and I think it. I think it was really wonderful. Um, but I wanted to share this article because, um, you know, in addition to the straightforward and and, and kind of simple presentation of mm-hmm. of the history, kind of in an abbreviated version, that's the war on drugs. Um, there was a it was clear that the perspective and the the weaving in of the story of black women was was missing from mm-hmm. the piece. And so I was really excited to read um, this article by Melissa Harris Perry, where she literally is breaking down some of the lyrics that Jay-Z says and coming with a response on how it relates to black women. Um, so I think it was just very beautifully done. And I... I not only learned, I, I was reminded of a lot of things, and then I learned a lot of things, too. So, um, I kind of just, like, wanted to open up our conversation with anything that stood out to you in terms of, like, the lyric-by-lyric lyric breakdown and some of her, like, her responses to, mm-hmm. to what he was saying in the video. Yeah. Yes, a lot stood out. <laughs> well, first off, I agree. I wanted to, like, commend Jay-Z for, um using his celebrity to uh, shed some light on something that affects him and his history, uh, people that he knows, people that look like him, all of us. And so that's really important because a lot of people need to wake up and understand uh, that this war on drugs and the reason why there's more black more, pe- more black people in jail than there were slaves is because mm-hmm. it was all designed. It was all designed... <laughs> by uh, Richard Nixon and and continued by Reagan and continued by Clinton and all these people. It was all designed for us to be this way. So that's really important. And I think, and, and because the majority of the people who are in prison because of the war on drugs are men, is why the narrative is normally shaped that way. But I do really appreciate um, her bringing in the feminine perspective. Um, I, I really liked the shout out. This is like a a less serious mm-hmm. note, but the, when she checks Halle Berry for the Losing Isaiah film, yo, that was like actually a really good film. But um, if you haven't seen it, she's like a crackhead mother who like gives up her baby and then wants it back. And so like there's this guilty black woman, like this lazy black woman kind of portrayal. Um, and because of like, we've talked about this a lot on the show, like because of um, the, pers- the the image that Ronald Reagan um, painted of like the welfare queen mm-hmm. and um and like just uh, putting the blame onto like women um, within these communities because even if the men, even if majority of the men were going to prison, like we know that women like pick up the, you know, pick up the community, pick up the household when when men are leaving. And not only were they like women were suffering and going to prison in unfair ways as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's super dope and important that she added that perspective. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I really liked um, about it was how she really illustrated how they used black women as a means to sort of like Mm -hmm. divide the country and portray the image of like why they should do 
create any policy that's anti-black. Right. And, you know, they were used, you know, essentially as a weapon against, like, their own men and Trumpers getting incarcerated and already dealing with the things that they are dealing with and then are now facing more issues because, like, their partner isn't around or there's something that's happening with, like, their children and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it's, to be honest, it's really, it seems like, you know, black women are, got dealt one like the biggest and most sort of like lethal blow because like you're portrayed negatively and you're used to invoke like harm to your community and that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's two two points that I that I want to make. The first is that um, you know our our national response it says something about how our national response to Black women who are only guilty of being victims of poverty or abuse or trauma or any of the structural inequalities that exist is to lock them away, lock us away. Um, and it it really paints a, a, a great picture of how and why there are hundreds of women locked up. Mm. I think what could, there's an opportunity to expand the conversation even more on like the the women who are not locked up, but whose significant others and loved ones are in prison and in the financial and emotional cost that 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 bears on women who, you know, may not be physically in prison, but the state is treating them as if they are. Um, So, I mean, I thought there could be an opportunity for that. But... um, I just really appreciated the the ways that she was drawing those connections and then how she pointed out the two particular women mm-hmm. um, whose cases, like one, her name was Sharonda Jones. She was only 23 years old. She had an eight-year-old daughter um, and she was locked up for a conspiracy to distribute crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was she she was facing life without possibility of parole. And she served many years. She served many years yeah. and was just recently granted clemency by yeah. um, President Obama. But then the other woman, Kimba Smith, who mm-hmm. was seven months pregnant, had no criminal record at all mm-hmm. and was charged with a nonviolent offense and sentenced 24 years yeah. under mandatory minimums. Swiss and it's like, happened. how many, like, we know that mass incarceration is this like really violent weapon mm. and it's like i think it's really easy for people who are in the work to minimize um our like the shared story of people mm. who are incarcerated and it's important for us to remember that there are some people that have been sentenced to life without yeah. parole for for nothing very petty for nothing yeah things that they didn't even do and and people like um Kemba Smith who was sentenced 24 four years for for mm-hmm. a nonviolent offense. And I just want us to like still be lifting up those stories and not like squashing them under yeah. this like blanket of a narrative of incarcerated women or yeah. formerly incarcerated women, which I think kind of happens a lot yeah. of times. Agreed. And I think the other thing that like is just like really scary about that is like millions and millions and millions of people have sort of like gone through this. And I think the thing that I just never thought of is that like, despite the fact that like the president can give clemency and like a few people try to use it, but I'm just thinking about just like all these people who have wasted this time and then like just what happens to them once they're released. And I think, well, this 
I mean, we've talked about, I think we might talk about later, but then, like, the marijuana legalization things. Then, like, so what happens now that, like, all these people who did nothing can possibly now get out? And, like, they've been ruined for decades. And just, like, how there's definitely another case for reparations right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we need so many reparations. Yeah. I mean, this article really points, like I was saying a little bit earlier and how, like, all this was designed. It's really interesting because there's this senator, um, Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan, who wrote The Negro Family, The Case for National Action. So he was quoted mm. in this article. Mm-hmm. and some, He was saying some real stupid shit, but one of the things he said was, <laughs> a fundamental fact of the Negro American family life is often the reversed roles of husband and wife. And this perpetuation of the idea that women are too aggressive and that they are mm. the reason why the men are not in the household, which actually the reasons why the men are not in the household is because you designed a system by which men can, black men cannot maybe not live that where they maybe won't have an education, um, where they don't like where we are not presented healthy or positive uh, reflections of ourselves in any way, shape, or form, and mm-hmm. so women have to pick up the pieces. I just think it points to like the delusional nature that whiteness kind of like uh, instills into people's heads, uh, and, and so that they feel so comfortable flipping the story onto the victim. We always in this country mm-hmm. or in the world, people who are privileged always flip the story onto the victim with, with instead of just realizing that no, what we can actually do is help the victim. Because one of the things that they also pointed out was that one of the biggest factors of um, explaining why black people are in a perpetual state of grief and struggle is poverty. Mm. Because we've always been locked in a cycle of poverty. And instead of spending $51 billion on a war of drugs that hasn't done anything since 1971, we could actually be reinvesting that into communities and um, into different legislature that like actually supports us into like mental health, into schools, into reparations. Yeah, it's a trillion, like, it's a trillion dollars squandered. It's yeah. a squandered trillion dollars, literally. Um, that like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just made me really upset. But yeah. it's important that, I mean, it's important that we all like know about this and continue to talk about it. And I'm happy that like the conversation, even on like the national level with the presidential campaign is, even though they say bullshit, <sighs> but the the, the um, understanding that we are in a system of mass incarceration and something needs to be done about it is yeah. there. Um, which is which is something, yeah. and further cemented by the fact that the police decided to endorse Donald Trump. So right. basically, mm. everything goes hand in hand. <laughs> basically, telling us that they plan on continuing the same old bullshit and right. probably even worse. It's like the national police, whatever. That's exactly what it'll be. That's I can see it right sense. now. I can see it right now. Yeah, oh. we don't need to mention his name, but right, no, but <laughs> he, that's real. Like connections, they are all connected. All connected. All Oh, that was the other thing is that made me think about it is because when they found out and reason why like things like this is scary and why I'm happy they did this video, because when they announced that the police endorsed Donald Trump, they named that they, he, he the police have did not endorse Obama either time or any of his opponents either time. Yeah. The last time they endorsed <laughs> someone was when they endorsed Bill Clinton. And what did we get? Oh, that's interesting. That's so... And that's why, I, like, and that's why that, like, that made me scary. And I'm like, so I also happy, like, they produced this video because then this stuff needs to be like top of mind. It needs to be top of mind, and I think it gives us like very like actual language that we can use because I mm-hmm. find myself in conversation, <laughs> all sorts of conversations, <laughs> but yeah. like particularly when someone who who does not share my same viewpoints, right. like I'm really interested in the ways that I can like simply <laughs> break this down for you so right. that you can kind of begin to 
to like moving closer to some understanding. So that's why this video, Jay Z's video, yeah. like stood out to me because I was like, you know, we can we could say these words over and over, oh, and if you don't understand it in this very basic form, then I don't know what I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I don't know what to that's do. probably gonna be my you. the end of my conversation with you, right? right. But like. At least this could be a somewhat of a starting point right. for some people who are trying to find that language to communicate, like right. a very complex, um, but mm-hmm. not so complex issue. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think what you were saying about this perpetual cycle of grief and poverty kind of ties to the the next article too, which is talking about how rage and mourning and angst and being sick with this grief is like so very exhausting um and so i've been really like ever since my trip to brazil i've been really interested in like health and wellness and and what we can do um not just individually but more in community um to to share to share recipes of of health and wellness and examples of ways that you can um unwind and find release through plants Mm. and um and so this this New York Times article really stood out to me where she kind of begins with her how her her art outbreaks kind of uh, flared up mm-hmm. in conjunction to witnessing some type of black death or some violent instance of anti blackness in her in her world. Um, and so yeah, so I wanted to kind of bring it to our discussion. Because I think it's something that we should still be talking about. And whether that's like, you know, you could point to something in the article that really stood out. Or if you want to share some um, things that you do to like help release stress or unwind. Mm. I think that's super relevant to this conversation too. Um, No, to be honest, like I'm happy you shared it because I feel like that's what I've kind of been on that kick. Um, I think the thing for me is that like how I keep myself like happy and well is um, by being active. And so I realized like I was going through a lot of things this summer and I was like really pissed and I like stopped running. And then I got the chance to like, you know, start dancing and then it's which allowed me to be happier and it sort of changes the mood and then like then dancing and then going back to running I think I just said dancing twice <laughs> it just got me back into running um and then like now doing yoga and so now I like have this like I ensure that like four days out the week I always do something active and it's like mm. so good for the mind mm. and it's never the same thing back to back like it's great like yes yeah, yeah. that's really important um yeah, that's really important. One of the, I don't know, I mean, I do quite a bit of things for self-care. Um, but one of the things that was really interesting in this article is uh, it talks about, like, how we have a history of coming together as a community to support mm-hmm. one another. Mm-hmm. Um, even from, like, stretching from the Black Panther Party when they would, like, feed community members yeah. or the Underground Railroad where people were risking their lives to help give people better chances. And so I think it's really important. Like, communal care um, is really empowering. And so that's something that I've been, like, practicing Practicing is, like, um, growing in community with, with people um, and, like, talking to people when I'm walking down the street and, like, yeah. just smiling a lot more mm-hmm. and being happier. Um, or, like, you know prioritizing my spiritual growth and, and well-being and like um, and and uh, collaborating with people in like spaces where we can all be together and like focused on like our growth spiritually like that that's that's very helpful for me like making time for myself to be mindful and like just 
silent is really important as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of one of the things that um, that reminded me of is like in in the article, she says something, or this person says something about how it is in the Black radical tradition, um, one that declares holistic health rather than um, like care rather than a luxury. Um, that resistance and resilience is this act of survival and disobedience and is also a necessity. And so I've been like, really like, that's everything that I've been feeling right now too, how we like can make spaces Mm -hmm. for practices of, of um, holistic health in our communities in a way that like, you know, I I live literally right across from Highland hospital (laughs) and, and I'm not, I'm not like denying the, the, the essential, that is the hospital across the street, but I'm also really interested in and what are some traditions and practices that we can bring back into our world yeah. that like we have we have been forcibly disconnected from. Yeah. yeah. Um and yeah. as we're in this like age of Black Lives Matter yeah. movement. Yeah, and I, and, I, and, I, and I like that's what you're thinking about because I also, that just made me think about in the article when they were like, uh, black folks are often undertreated right. when they have an ailment, which means, you know, which means that like they think like your pain isn't as grave as right. it is or that your illness isn't that serious. So, which provides room for you to get worse, which like shows. Or it's just not important. Or, exactly, which underscores like that importance of like we need to do this like for ourselves because like we weren't supposed to be happy, but like they don't want us to be happy, but like mm-hmm. we're supposed to be and we can be and we should and we need to like do that mm-hmm. for ourselves. Yeah, it's it's so wild that white people actually think that black pain is <laughs> like less... we have a higher threshold for pain than white yeah. people actually do. Like are you actually out of your mind? <laughs> you need to sit down and chill somewhere. But that's why I really um am a big proponent of like spaces that are just for people of color. Um, cause they mentioned in the article, well, they were mentioning like this, um, woman, Simone Lay and how she like, she, uh, has a residency at this museum in New York and how she was, you know, um, giving whole, uh, dropping wellness sessions to, to black folks in the community, but also how like there's this yoga studio in Brooklyn mm-hmm. where people, where only people of color come mm-hmm. and where they can like work and heal together. And mm-hmm. like, that's like so powerful. And I really encourage my friends, like, you know, whatever it is that you really like, I think, you know, being like, if you understand um, the toxic nature of whiteness um, and are deeply affected by that as much as I am, then then rejuvenating yourself in a space that is dedicated to the wellness and the support and the collective growth of people of color is, that's the key. Mm. That's beautiful. In community. In comunidad. Yeah. All right, well. You did that. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> All right, and it's now time for another installment of S N N N S N N N or Chapare Toise News Network, where Donovan covers. <laughs> all the crazy things that he sees on the internet because whoever made the internet is like God. Who made the internet? Was it God? I mean, God created someone who had the idea of the internet. So basically God created the internet. So yes. (laughs) That makes sense. Thank you, God. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so everyone knows I love a good scam. 
Yes, a scam of a scam. Y'all, y'all know I love a good scam. <laughs> Nothing gets me ant like a scam. But what gets me even more ant is a repeated scammer. <laughs> so, I don't a know. repeated scammer. <laughs> if everyone remembers, in the very first installment of SNN, I covered a Mr. Malachi Love Robinson who posed as a doctor in Florida and opened his own clinic and, <laughs> and said... Oh, we remember. <laughs> how do you do... I'm still confused how you did that. I don't know. I, 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 that he's a good scammer. I don't he's know. He's a really good That's scammer. That's what you do. But recently, Mr. Love Malachi, did, Malachi Love Robinson did not learn his lesson and decided to, you know, migrate up to the state of Virginia... And go about his scamming ways. And he found an elderly woman and decided to, you know, befriend her and, you know, start taking out things and with her uh, social security number and her credit card. Got caught in a dealership claiming to be a businessman who just opened up a, just a, a marijuana farm in Washington State. And then started talking about how he has all these businesses and his this and this. And they were like, your stories don't add up, sir. Ran a background check. Found out that he is a fraud and actually has no money. And found out that he has been taking out credit cards in her name and financed an iPad. And was at the dealership trying... Financed an iPad. And at the dealership trying to buy a $35,000 Jaguar. Yes. He's got goals. He's got he's got dreams. I'm here for those. Reparations. I mean, he basically <laughs> said, like, this white supremacist capitalist system isn't working for me, so I'm going to scam the hell out of you. I like, support it. I mean... I don't have one problem with anything that Exactly. I, I, I don't... I Okay, the thing I is... I mean, don't, like, scam black people. Though. Right, that's it. Like, don't <laughs> scam black people. Like, yeah. that's the big thing. It's like, yeah. make sure it's not scamming black folk. Like, they don't say what race the elderly woman was. Um, but, yes. So, that's that. So, thank you for scamming and keep putting us on to the scams because I get ideas every day. Yeah, I don't know how he keeps, like, finagling his way into all these situations. <sighs> but low-key, though, he needs to, like, write a book. Yo, there's yeah. this movie on Netflix about a similar person. Like she's this older lady. Her name is Doris Payne or something. Anyway, she's like seventy six or something. The Pearl Thief. Yes, I love her. I started her. watching that Netflix oh, documentary. It is so good. But she's she's like a, the the queen scamptress. Yeah, you just taught me a lesson. Yeah, you, you put me on check that out. You should watch it. It's so good. My mom put me on. And she's like been <laughs> since she was younger. Like she just knew how like steal things and get away. And she was like really intrigued by that. People really like she should be a problem solver or something. She should be an investigator. Yes. Instead of a scammer, because it's not a healthy career. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that. Anyway, next. Uh, you know, I, I have to, you know, thank Monica, because she gave us a few hits. Um, <laughs> and she disappeared, and, you know. She never really disappeared. Just people stopped stop listening, listening to her. She's been here. She's still here. But she recently gained some relevance again. Um... Thanks to the hashtag So Gone Challenge. Um, what's, what's the name of that song? So Gone. Oh. <laughs> I'm so gone. That's, that's, that's why it's the challenge. That yeah, was the actually. dumbest question I've ever asked you all. Um, so, yeah, so they took the uh, folks are taking the instrumental to the song So Gone and rapping over it and talking about how they love black women or their spouse because not everyone who did it was black. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but it was mostly people of color because obviously that's who Monica's like prime audience is. Um, and it was like great because they talked about how they loved their girl and then Chance the Rapper chimed in. He was the best. And that was really good. And there were some rappers from the UK who did it. But the thing is, the reason why I love this challenge is because I actually had no idea what it was about. 
but so you didn't know the song yeah but what ended up happening but the reason but the reason why i investigated was because i kept seeing videos of people rapping to the beat but what i did i didn't see but it, i didn't see people rapping about their partners what i saw was mothers or fathers rapping with their children about how they love their children oh that's cute that's real cute or my favorite one which was i know my abc's and my one, two, threes, and the girl and her mom was rapping about how the girl is going to get educated and loves going to kindergarten. Educated. And that's how I even found out about what this was. And so, plus one to you, Monica, for this So Gone song. But you knew the song before. Well, I knew the song. I just okay. didn't know the name. Okay. I'm really curious as to how, like, these challenges begin. Like, who thought of this? And it was like, and it just took off? It's probably a media, a PD, PR campaign from Monica. You think? Well, you think she because she no, because she did an she interview and she was like surprised and didn't but know. But it probably is. Oh, no, you know all the things that go into right. You're right. Communication. I do, but media. so that so the thing is, then I she th- probably did it. So that means she asked Chance to do it. Yo, because that's what it, that's, what, that's what that's what happened. That's really smart. Yeah. That's what happened. That's a really great campaign. And her video with Missy was the best. Oh, it was dope. That was dope. That was really good. I just love how Missy was in the back swinging her weave. It gave me some more respect for Monica because I was like, obviously I ride or die for like Brandy 90s. It doesn't girl. have to be either or. I know, or. we don't have to do either or, but back then I was doing either ors. Okay, no. well we not then, we here. And so, but I still like Monica. I, I really like that album and like the music from that album, so I still play like I knock, do. knock, knock and stuff. <laughs> It's such a good, yeah. Yeah. It was a good era of music, and I still, I've always really appreciated that beat in particular. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a really dope beat. It is. Remember 106 and Park, how they used to do those Freestyle Fridays? I don't know what that is. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) They, um, when they did that, they would have, like, just beats of the time. I feel like this had to be one of them. Yeah, that's a great one. And lastly, like y'all all fucking know, I mean, whoa, <laughs> like you all, all, like you all know, you just don't fuck with a black mama. Nope. You know, I'm. I will admit, I'm one of those people that I hate that we record everything. Like I hate it. Like I hate that. Like I can be out in the street. I can be out on Bart, which is the transit system here at work, and people will just randomly start recording your interactions with other folk. Like I hate it. Like yeah, ask for permission. Like I think that's a breach of privacy, yeah. and I really want people to start getting sued for it. Anyway, but sometimes you catch some golden, golden moments. Yeah. And this week, the universe happened to record a black mama having to go off on this white CBS clerk for being extremely disrespectful to her children. This mother's children was dressed in traditional African garb. (coughs) Sorry. I don't know from a culture or from a country, so I can't speak to that. They didn't mention it in the video. They didn't mention it in the video. However, (laughs) when the children walked in, uh, and they went to the clerk and they did what they needed to do, the clerk, one, laughed at them, took a picture and said, oh, are you going trick-or-treating today? And it's September. It's fucking (laughs) September. Like, you know that they're not going trick-or-treating anywhere. And because they don't look like your mass-produced capitalistic culture that, like, we all are forced to deal with and be a part of, you think that's funny. You barely know yourself, but you're coming at other folk for knowing them and doing them. And the other thing that I love about it is I feel like we often 
see like black women like arguing online thanks to unfortunately things like world star hip hop. But not only did she like berate this woman in a lengthy diatribe, it was yes. like on point. Like it wasn't like a F you bitch and ah, blah 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 and you crap no, it was you are in a black neighborhood and a black owned store where black people spend their money that gives you your paycheck every week. Like, that was her points. Like, valid points about, like, this is our community. We invest in it. You work here. You don't actually belong here. Show us some respect. And I was here for that because I just love that it just wasn't your standard sort of, like, argument and fight that they blast on the internet to make us look terrible. She had real valid points, and she stood up for her children like she should. And I hope Shelby, Shaby, Becky, whatever her name Whoa. was, got fired. <laughs> uh, what was her name? Shayna? Who does? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. White. Shelly. It was <laughs> Shelly. I appreciated her. <laughs> when I was watching the video, like, literally the first thing um, that I thought I was like, yes, with the call to action. <laughs> On Call the your manager. Yeah. Like, let's actually yes. use this moment right now yeah. to learn a lesson. Yes. And some type, there is going to be a result of this. Oh, definitely. And it Everyone. is going to have something to do with you. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk to your manager right now. Yeah. So do that for me. I think, like, yes. me, if I am, I can just imagine if I were in a situation like that. I don't know if I would be thinking that smartly about, mm. like, let me do something about it right now yeah. rather than let me just get my point across. You know? Like, so yeah. I appreciated that yeah. from the video. I appreciated that she held up the whole store. The whole store. She really store. did. And I was like, you're not, you're not checking out. all. You're going to hear this because all you need to know this. Mm-hmm. And she was calling out cultural sensitivity. I'm like, yes, yes. girl. And said, y'all need more training. Oh, it was it was great. It was excellent, and I'm proud of that. And the internet has given me some great, great things and some great content. Thank you, God, for creating the internet. Forever blessed. Thank you, God. <laughs> and that concludes this segment of S N N N S N N N. All right, and now it's time for I'm Here For It. Who wants to go first? Sounds like you want to go first, Donna. I don't. Wow. So, Kia, do you know what you're here for today? I'll go first, but I have to pull out my notebook. Okay, pull out your notebook. I'm going to be really nerdy. I need to buy a notebook. Thank you for reminding me. (sighs) This, um, press, (laughs) Shinola. They're, like, manufactured and produced in Detroit. They're amazing. Oh, yes. Um... What am I here for? Okay, so y'all know I'm, like, super in. I, I'm just really getting into, like, herbs and plants and learning about all of their magic. And so today I learned about this magic plant called milky oats. <laughs> and <laughs> it's chuckles. so good. I'm really going to, like, actually make a tea out of this because um, I got some to take with me. And it's basically... Um, this plant that nourishes um, your body and restores you from anxiety and is really especially good for coffee drinkers like myself who when I go without coffee I feel like really tired and I feel like Mm -hmm. I crash Mm -hmm. so this is a good like substitute um which is a good thing to incorporate in your diet and then it's also really good for students who are uh, during exam period who are really stressed and for activists who are always kind of like pushing 
too hard or like just constantly um, like burning out, like mm. pushing so hard that you burn out, um, which can also lead to depression. So it's really good for folks who are like organizers or activists. Mm. Um, so this was made for us. Right. Clearly. For us by us. Clearly. And it's really good for like, um, it. it's especially good for these things in turn, so we're also learning about, like, their physical uses and then their, like, spiritual components. And so it shows up in land that's been constantly depleted. And so I think mm. as we're thinking about, like, you know, just our rights to land and water, like, it's something very interesting yeah. to be incorporating in our daily. Um, and if you're, like, experiencing a time of, like, a big decision or just feeling like you're trying to find your calling or mm. the direction that you want to move into next it's good to bring this plant into your life mm. so it's called milky oats mm. that sounds bomb so you can literally make a tea for like how you feel or like for something that you want to feel or, or like do when you say like if you're trying to find your calling right so like if i'm like in a like very pensive mood or like trying to figure things that i can say i want to figure out what my calling is i need to figure out like about a struggle and blend them yeah there are different teas that like embody different that have like actual physical traits to them like that mm -hmm. you can feel in your body but then also they have like spiritual components too and so it's believed that this is part. That's part of the spiritual mm. um, nature of this plant. It's like real. Reminds me of marijuana, so I really like it. Yeah, mm. I mean, can you imagine like if you mixed marijuana in some type of form with this? You can. I, I like do wonder that. what it. I mean, <laughs> I like. I wonder. I haven't tried it. I wonder like so what first, effect that would. Step one, make this dope tea. Right. Step two, make this dope tea with weed. Yeah. Right. Step three, sell that. <laughs> On I'm here for a dot com. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hashtag. Hashtag. Oh my God, we should do that. Sell your herbs instead of starting a GoFundMe. <laughs> well, I'm first just learning. We're building. I'm building relationships with plants, y'all. We've already yes. got like this capitalist structure in place, so we might as well make money from white people while we can, while they make money from us. Right. So I feel. I'm just trying to. Meet new plants. Definitely. Girl, I'm here for that. Um, I'll go next. I am here for first dates. So I had a first date yesterday. I'm not going to talk about the first date. But <laughs> this is my first time dating since like a couple months ago. I, you know, since a couple months ago, I've been single, um, which is fantastic and great. But, um... There's something, there's like a feeling around first dates that's so exciting that I, that I really like and that I kind of forgot about. Um, and really like just the feeling of like, before, like when you write, when you meet someone and then you like set up the date and you know that it's going to happen. It's like the excitement, the the momentum that's building up to it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really fun, it's a really fun feeling. and it, it, it makes me happy to be like in the space that I am, in the state where I am. Like not the actual state, but like the physical state. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm... That's like a short I'm here for, but I'm really excited about that. Mm. That's cute. Mm -hmm. I like that feeling too. Mm -hmm. That's cute. It's like tingly. Tingly. Mm. Are you gonna go on another one with them? Um, perhaps. Mm. <laughs> That's post show talk. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Post show. <laughs> All right. I this week am here for endurance. 
I'm here for endurance because in life, sometimes you just have to, you get blowed, blowed, shit happens. You just need to endure. This week, I just got some like really sad news about like, I'm like on a team of three at work and like one person is leaving. Um, and so like, that sucks. But then I also found out that like, my boss has like cancer. And so I just like really like set like a negative tone for the week because I just found out like all of these things on like Monday. And I had to just really like, and with everything that's happening, everything's like in flux, I was like, oh, all right, this is just like another thing in the litany of things that's been annoying me for the past six months. But I was like, you know what? I'm alive, I'm well, I'm healthy. Not all change is bad, some change is good. And other folks are dealing with things and are pushing through and I can push through too. And so I feel like I've just been just enduring and just keep trying to keep like myself whole and trying to just like deal with everything when I find that like I'm not buckling as much as I was before. And so I'm here for that, for endurance, so. Yeah, that's really, that is all about self-care. It's important to keep that perspective. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, my boss has taken like a really positive like spin to it. Like she's like joking about it and laughing about it. You know, talking about all the wigs she wants and different colors and still plans on working somehow. I don't. <laughs> you know, she's being normal. You know, just doesn't want to make everyone else down, which is like kind of like uplifting about it. Because I just, I'm like, you know what, she's going to, like, she's going to beat it just because of, like, her attitude. Because that's a big part of it. So. Yeah. That's so very important. Attitude. So, yay. Endurance. All right. So, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much. So, so much. Be sure to tune in um, every other Tuesday. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the pause. And we'll let you know next time um, if there's another. For mm. your dose of I'm here for it, you can comment and tell us what you thought about the show. You can also email us um, at I'm here for it at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at I'm here for it. H-E-A-R. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And before we bounce, Donovan, it's been a <clears throat> long time since we've learned about buppyisms. You know what? It, you know you're a buppy when what? You know you are a buppy when the Jay Z article comes out, and you are at work, and they're talking about doing some like political ad, and you know, and you were just like, mm, let's talk about this. Let's do an ad about restoring communities in this political se session and finding mm -hmm. candidates that are like restoring communities, investing in people, and ending this war. Know your buppy wank is constantly just having to be in these professional environments, dealing with capitalism and white supremacy. And a lot of times, like they want to focus on surface level things, and you need to push them a little deeper. Push them a little deeper. And you know cool. you're a buppy one. So it's like using your buppy privilege for change. Yes. <laughs> to counter the system that we are yes. locked within. Yes. Sweet. I feel that. Sweet. Holla. I Dan. Holla Dan. Hi Dan. Bye. Bye. I love it when she's laying in the bed.